Well, um, the Lord has just been really speaking to my heart, um, and Sister Phyllis touched on a little bit of what God's been speaking to my heart about, which is what we have already, what already has been purchased, what already has been given to us by the Lord Jesus Christ. And today the title of my message is called Christ in Me. And what I'm talking about is everything that you received when Jesus died on the cross rose again from the dead, and you accepted him into your heart and life. What took place? What did you receive? I'm not going to talk about every topic, but I'm going to talk about one major topic that is going to bring you to the place where God can use you exceptionally. Amen? I know that God's desire is to use us to the fullest degree, especially in these last days. And um, so we're talking about Christ in me, the hope of glory. First Corinthians, um, Colossians 1.27 says this, To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery. The mystery is, which is, Christ in you, the hope of glory. When we accepted Jesus Christ into our lives, our inheritance did not just it didn't, we didn't just receive a ticket into heaven. That's not our inheritance. Our inheritance is actually operating as king's kids, as a brother and sister in the Lord to Jesus Christ. He was to be the firstborn, first manifest child of God among many others. Christ in me, the hope of glory. When we accept Jesus into our hearts and lives, everything he is comes to live inside of us. Think about it. Thank you, Jesus. Everything he is, his presence, his power, his glory, every single thing he walked around in this earth doing and everything he was and everything that was accessible to him is accessible to you and I. So this was the mystery that was revealed to the Gentiles, which is you and I, um, revealed to us is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Not just one day in heaven in our glorious bodies, our, you know, but here on earth, we can be changed. As Christ is in us, we can be changed from glory to glory into his image to walk this earth just like he walked. It's exciting. So the big secret, which is now revealed to us, is that we have the riches of his glory living on the inside of us. The riches of everything that he is, is on the inside of you and I. The potential is there. Phyllis's message was, you've already got it. And this is true. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've already got the glory, you've got the power, you've got the presence, you've got the King of kings and the Lord of lords living on the inside of you. Just, just focus on the fact that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The greater one, the one who carries the glory, the one who carries the promise, the one who carries salvation, deliverance, healing, the glory and the presence and power of God lives on the inside of you. This just puts a whole new light on greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. All these things, when you accept Jesus Christ, become accessible to you. Now, not every Christian um, walks in it. Not every Christian, a lot of Christians, maybe they only accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They receive their ticket into heaven, and they learn no more. The Bible says that sometimes we can be destroyed for a lack of knowledge. But when we begin to get into God's presence and we begin to um, allow the word of God to reveal his plan and his purpose to us and he starts unfolding himself to us, we begin to realize what we have. When we accepted Jesus into our hearts and lives, we received Christ in us, the hope of glory. It's God's hope that we would walk in the glory. It's God's desire, the Father God's desire. His plan was not just to send Jesus and, and for him to die on the cross, but it was for him to be here as an example, as a man yielded to the Holy Spirit so that he could walk this earth as a manifest child of glory. As an example for you and I on how we also could walk. That's what God wants for us in this last day and age. 
Amen? I'm going to show you from the word. 2 Corinthians 6.16 says this. We are the temple of the living God. So he lives in us. As God has said, I will live in them. I will walk among them. I will be their God. And they will be my people. God had this powerful plan. And I'm not saying God's plan has failed. It's not over yet. There have been men and women who walked in this glory. And all of us walk to a degree in this glory and in this power. A lot of us have seen testimonies come forth by laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover. But there are greater degrees of power and glory that we can operate in. And it's a matter of our yieldedness. It's not something we're trying to attain. This is just like a fresh illumination of the word for me. It's not something that we're trying to attain and trying to earn, but what we're doing as we pray and fast and seek his face, we're putting our flesh down. It's okay if you have to stand up. <laughs> she can barely sit down. Uh, what we're doing is we're yielding ourselves. We're putting our flesh down to make more room for the Holy Spirit to rise up big within us. Some of us, he's seated down. Some of us, he's kneeling down. But when you yield to the Spirit of God and you put your flesh down, you get rid of your flesh, he can stand up big within you and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. He told us we shall be his witnesses. We shall go to the uttermost parts of the earth. We shall let our light shine before men so that they may know our Father in heaven. Some of us are just letting the Holy Spirit have this much room, and we have the rest. We're not being a candle to this world or a light into this world to a very big degree. We might have this treasure in our vessel so that the excellency, the power, or the glory of God can be revealed, but we're not letting it be revealed because we're masking it with a bushel. We're masking it with the flesh. We're in this season of prayer and fasting, not so that you can better yourself, so that you can yield more to the Holy Spirit so that he can rise up bigger within you. He's already in there. You've already got every single thing Jesus purchased on the cross for you. He said, it's better that I go away because I'm giving you the Holy Spirit and he shall not just be with you, he shall be in you. The greater one is on the inside of us and he is not any less than when he walked this earth. He has all his power, he has all his glory, he has all his authority, he has every single thing that he ever had. The same Jesus that healed thousands that multiplied and the breads and the fishes, the same Jesus that raised the dead, the same Jesus that walked on water in that power, in that glory, in that authority lives on the inside of you. And it's totally up to you how much of that you want operating in your life. Christ in you, the hope of glory. I want it. I've gone like this throughout the years, I'll be honest, waves of focusing on it, waves of, you know, really sensing it and really seeing God move and then kind of just waning off and just kind of focusing on the natural. But I'm just on this incline right now. Hallelujah. Jesus is returning. It, I don't want to miss out on this wave of glory. I don't want to miss out on being a manifest child of God the way he intends to use us believers. You know that in, in the upper room, there was just out of numerous believers, there was 120. That purpose, that they wanted to walk in that glory. That they wanted to be the ones to walk in that power. And those 120, the word of God says, turned the world upside down. Think about what 30, 50, or 60 of us could do to a city if we would walk in it, if we would stop yielding to our flesh and allow, allow the Holy Spirit to have full control. You know that there's so much more joy and fulfillment in allowing the Holy Spirit to have his way in our lives. There's so much more adventure to be had. When he's in full control, there's full manifestation of all his gifts. 
all the fruits of the Spirit are in manifestation in and through you. You're operating in love. You're operating in the peace of God, which rules and reigns in your heart and mind, not letting circumstances affect you because you're seeing things the way God sees them. You're hearing the things that God's speaking about them. You're knowing how to handle things because you're handling it from the Lord's point of view. That's how Jesus handled his everyday life. He walked in the Spirit because he was full of the Spirit. And the reason he was full of the Spirit, it was because he yielded to his Spirit, not his flesh. This, he was here as a perfect example. And every single thing we admire about him, and I'll just say like Peter, later on in his life after he uh, denied Christ three times, then he walked in the power of God. And that's just a perfect example. Or Paul, who uh, was killing Christians at one point, then God turned his life around on the road to Damascus. He also walked in that presence and power of God. But I love that God uses these couple imperfect people. They didn't stay imperfect. They were imperfect until they allowed the Holy Spirit to have control. But I love that God can show us the transformation that can happen to a human being when they will allow the Holy Spirit to allow the glory of the Lord to rise upon them and take control. They will be changed, not stay the same and be used by God, but they will be changed into his glorious image, into his likeness. It will be as if Jesus is walking this earth again. That seems like crazy, but it is in the word of God. And we see throughout the healing revivalists, we see people, people like you and I who just decided they weren't even necessarily cold, so to say, into the ministry, but they yielded themselves so much to the Holy Spirit that it was like Jesus was walking this earth. I mean thousands of people being healed in one meeting. People having dreams and visions of heaven. Why? Because one yielded soul allowed not their flesh to be in control, but the Holy Spirit. He came, they came to discover Christ is already in me. It's not something I'm trying to attain. The only thing that's in his way is me. It really takes a lot of the limits off. When you're trying to get something that's out there, it's kind of hard, and you're like, will I ever get it? But the thing is, you don't have to try to get anything. What you have to try to do is get out of the way. The Lord recently spoke to me and told me to lay hands on two people. Not Clayton this morning. <laughs> In case you saw me do that. Um, but the Lord recently told me to lay hands on a couple of people, and I must have had some kind of hesitancy on the inside of me. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm human, <laughs> but um, maybe a little bit of doubt or hesitancy. I didn't sense that necessarily, but God must have sensed it because he spoke to me immediately. When I saw this vision of me laying hands on these people, immediately the Holy Spirit said, do you doubt my power can flow through you? We need to, oh, then he said, <laughs> get out of the way. And he means business when he talks like that. <laughs> How many of us are in the way? How much could God do through you? How much could God do through you on an everyday assignment? Going into the grocery stores, going into your work, going into the home visits. How much could God do through you if you were yielded the way he wants you to be? There is a reason and I'm speaking this by the Spirit of God, that not everybody is in this room today. Because not everybody is ready for this message. God wants you to walk in the glory. God wants you to walk in the power that already resides on the inside of you. His name is Jesus. Christ in you, the hope of glory. God wants to speak through you. The word of God says that the signs are for the unbeliever. They're not even for the church. They're to be worked through the church, which is the body of Christ, so that they may know that our God is God. 
my job is to stir up the gifts of God within you so that you go out into the highways and byways and compel them to come in. But it's going to be a hard thing to compel them to come in if you're not even letting the glory of the Lord rise upon you. If you're not even allowing the Holy Spirit to take control to where you would even have the power and the impact that he wants to make. Once I remember my dad was sharing with me a story, and I think he might have shared it here, of him sharing the gospel with um, somebody at the VA. And uh, the man starts yelling out at my dad, what are you doing to my eyes? What are you doing to my eyes? My dad's sharing the gospel. But the power of the Holy Spirit that was working in my dad was healing the man's eyes without laying hands on him. What could the glory of God, Christ in you, do to just the people that you're talking to at the hospital getting your blood drawn or at the grocery store checking out your groceries or whatever it is you're going to do that day? What could happen? a world could be turned upside down. That's what could happen. I don't think they went out necessarily. They still had lives to live. They still had to get groceries. They still had to go to the market. They still had to go walk their donkey. They still had to, they still had to do stuff. But on their journey, I know, that was good, Lord, thank you. On their journey, they ran into people. And those people ran into Jesus. Christ in you. The hope of glory. Thank you, Jesus, for this message. I'm inspired. <laughs> He's in you. The greater one. And he wants to make a big impact on this world. He wants to draw as many souls to the kingdom of heaven as possible. I, I believe that this church is going to fill up. The Lord told me, do you see it? I've seen every single seat filled. And I'm not crying about that. <laughs> I'm excited about that. But there's a reason. Because you are going to walk in the power. You are going to walk in the anointing. And the people that you meet are going to desire to go where you go because they want to be like that. Because there's something on the inside of you that they desire. Because the power and the anointing and the glory of God is rising upon you and shining the light so all may know your Father in heaven. You are going to make an impact on the people that you touch and they are going to fill these seats because you are shining. Can he do it? If we get out of the way, if we let his power flow through us like he told me, do you doubt my power can flow through you? I forgot I had a Kleenex. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We have something powerful living on the inside of us, and his name is Christ in me. He wants to live and walk and operate through each and every one of us. Romans 8, 17 says, And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. What is God's glory? It's his presence. What is God's glory? It's his power. It's his ability to turn something around. It's his, his ability to change a life to set the captives free, to give sight to the blind. When his glory manifests, there's no telling what is going to happen. Everything becomes tangible. And we have been seated together with Christ. We have received the same inheritance Jesus received. I mean, look at this. Since we are his children, we are heirs. In fact, together with Christ. We're heirs of God's glory. The same glory that was seen upon Jesus at the Mount of Transfiguration can be seen upon us when we're allowing the glory of God to transfigure us. The reason the transfiguration happened is because he got out of the way. Fasting and prayer is not about... Um, <clears throat> 
you know, just focusing on you and how glorious you can be and how holy you can be. It's about putting yourself aside and allowing his spirit to fill you up, making more room for the Holy Ghost so that God can have his way, so that his light can shine upon you. Amen? We receive Jesus and we become heirs of his glory, of his power that becomes available to us. I, oh man, it's no wonder people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. They don't realize everything they receive when they receive Jesus. We receive the power and the glory, the presence that he walked in on this earth is ours. He walked here for a super short time. I mean, I mean, I, in, in the power of God, he walked here for just about three years. Look what could happen. Let's say we have 10 years before Jesus returns. If we are operating the way Jesus operated for 10 years on this earth, what could happen? Revival. People turning their lives towards the Lord, seeing that God is alive. Atheists just could not deny the reality of our God. Buddhists. And any other <laughs> religion. Hinduism. Judaism. They could not deny it. That's what God needs. He needs his body to rise up. To take its place as heirs with Christ to the Father's glory. The Father's presence. The Father's power and what's so exciting to me is that it's not something we're trying to get we have got it something on the inside of me oh man i've been reading some books um on the the um power and the the glory of god on people's lives and something on the inside of me it said you need to write the book the lord told me to write a book because it's just not clear. I get what they're trying to get at. It's just not clear. They, they don't let you know that you've already got it. You're always trying to obtain for years. I've been trying to attain something that I already had. Hallelujah. Jesus. In his full glory and power lives on the inside of us. And all I have to do is get out of the way. All we have to do is stop being selfish and living for ourselves. And get out of the way. So that Christ in us can rule and reign in this earth. So that every single person we run into is impacted and can see the light. Amen? We'll just keep that right there. <laughs> Hopefully my makeup's intact. Okay, let's see. Let's turn to Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1, verses 19 through 22. Paul's prayer for the believers at the church of Ephesus. I also pray that you would understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in you. Let me say it again. I pray that you would understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead and seated him at the place of honor at God's right hand in heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler any authority, any power, any leader, or anything else, not only in this world, but in the world to come. 
God has put all things under the authority of Christ, has made him head over all things for the benefit of us, the church, and the church is his body. Listen to this. It is made full. It is made complete who fills all, by Christ who fills all things and everyone, everywhere with himself. If we've got Christ in us, we've got the hope of walking in the glory. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> we've already got the Christ in us. We've already got his presence. We've already got his power. That means that we all have the hope of walking in his glory, walking in his presence, walking in his power, walking in all he created us to walk in. Christ, with every single thing that he walked in, is living on the inside of us. His power, his glory is all accessible to us. Paul prays for the believers. I pray that you would understand that you would get what you got on the inside of you when you accepted Jesus. What you got is the incredible greatness. I would just love to hear him preach this. Of his power. You've got the power. You've got the anointing of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. Just get out of the way. Just get out of the way. Let him rise up big within you. The word of God says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. It's really an easy thing. I was uh, not too long ago just laying, and I did it again this morning. I was just laying in God's presence, and man, the power of God came on me where my skin was vibrating, and the Lord was telling me things, and I was trying to write it down, and and then the Lord spoke to me and he said, this is the same way Benny Hinn received the anointing and power of God, like manifested on his life, just simply by waiting on me. Basically not yielding, spending time not yielding to the flesh, but yielding to the spirit of God. And how easy is that? But our flesh, he said, so, he said it's such an easy task. But so many find it so difficult. Why do we find it difficult? Because we so crave to fulfill this thing, this flesh. But he said, if they will yield to me, it's where you would find joy. It's a scripture. I don't know where it is. Unspeakable and full of glory. Full of glory. What comes from being full of glory, full of his presence? Joy unspeakable. Somebody can look that up for me. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. When you're full of his glory and you're full of his presence and you realize who you've got on the inside of you and you put your flesh down, you start yielding more to the spirit and seeing him manifest more and more. You start making a greater impact in the marketplace and seeing people come to the Lord. All of a sudden you're bringing car, car fulls of people to church. That's an effect of the glory of God in your life. But sometimes you've got to work on yourself first to get yourself in the seat of the church, right? Ooh. We're changed. It's okay because we're changed into his glorious image and into his likeness from glory to glory. So you guys got that down today. <laughs> Some people are behind you. <laughs> but we want to be changed into his glorious image. And I just want to encourage you. It's something you've already got. If you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've already got it. It's not something you're trying to attain. What, you're got, what you have to do now is just get out of the way so that Christ who is in you can rise up and take his place. Hallelujah. Since we are his children, we are heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we're heirs of God's glory. When we receive Jesus as God's children, we become heirs of the glory and the power that is available and was available to Jesus is now available to us. That's what Paul was praying. I pray that you would understand the incredible power, that same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. This lives in you. It lives in you. 
Paul's prayer was so that we would understand and no longer be destroyed for lack of knowledge, that we would receive and realize what we received when we received Christ Jesus. I just wrote down here, it's not something that we earn, and it's not something that one day that we'll receive if we're good enough. The minute Christ Jesus stepped into your heart, he made your home, your heart, his habitation, all of his glory, all of his power, all of his anointing that can destroy every yoke of bondage that sets the captives free, that brings salvation, that brings deliverance, everything he is stepped into you. So that we, and, and when we receive him, we become joint heirs together with him to walk in this. But we need to get out of the way. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us. Where is it at? In us. Were we trying to get his power? No. It's already there. Why? Because he's already there. He doesn't come separate from his presence because that's him. When you're in Clayton or I's presence, that means we're there, right? So he doesn't come separate from his presence. He doesn't come separate from his power, from his anointing, from his abilities, from his freedom. He doesn't come separate. Where he is, everything he is, is there. So now all glory to God who is able through the mighty power at work that's already in us to accomplish infinitely more than we could ever ask or think. When the power of God, when you get out of the way, when you're praying and fasting and you get out of the way, it seems to me that, well, first of all, we talked about last week, uh, things of the flesh bob up. You start realizing more and more of uh, the flesh that you do crave, <laughs> the things of the flesh that you do crave. And so some of us have to come to repentance and, and, and put those things aside, and some of it is a little bit of a struggle, but we need to just yield to the Lord as he's showing us and revealing us those things, not be discouraged, but say, Lord, I repent of that. I'm going to make a decision of my heart to turn from that. And keep moving forward because what God's doing is he's bringing that to the surface. He's bringing that to light so that you will be changed from glory to glory more into his image and likeness. He's revealing what's on the inside of your heart that's taken his place. He doesn't want anything to take his place. He wants to rise up big within you. He's already in there. He wants to rise up big within you. But there's some things that have been, you've been allowing to take his place. Get rid of it. He's saying, hey, look at this. It's taking my place. Look at this. It's taking my place. And, you know, I just read a story about a man A.A. Allen, who walked in the manifest presence and power of God, but he went through a season where God gave him a list of 13 things. Jesus showed up in his prayer closet. He was praying and fasting for numerous days, and that wasn't the occurrence where he received. I mean, he already had the power of God in him. It wasn't the occurrence where he started to walk in the power. What God did was he revealed to him 13 things he needed to check off and get out of the way. For the power that was already in him to rise up upon him so that he could step into it. Oh, God wants this for us, people. God wants us to impact this world. What do we have to lose? Junk? <laughs> Stuff that's going to fade away? A Packer game? <laughs> A pizza? Or maybe something that's killing your body anyways that you shouldn't be doing? The stuff that causes us to fail in life, it's a discouragement to us. God just wants to get rid of it so he can fill you up, so you can have joy unspeakable and full of glory, so that you can have true fulfillment, so you can really impact this world for the Lord Jesus Christ, so you can step into your destiny and walk in the fulfillment of all that he created for you to walk in. He created us each with gifts, with callings. Before we were formed in our mother's womb, he had a plan and a purpose for us. But if we're going to walk out that plan and purpose, we're going to need Christ in us to fulfill it because it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by the Spirit of God. God wants to use you. We are the vessels 
of the Holy Spirit. And He lives in us. He said, in them, I'll live. I'll walk in them. I'll dwell among them. I'll be their God. They will be my people. In other words, they'll be just like Jesus. I will be manifesting my presence and my power wherever they go, I go. That's what God wants for this world. For them to see Jesus. For them to know that Jesus is alive. For them to really experience Him. Isaiah 60 says, let your light shine. It's a decision you make to allow it. Let your light shine for all to see. In other words, let, get out of the way and allow the glory of God to shine for all to see. For the glory of the Lord rises from where? Within us. Rises upon thee. Let your light shine. We have to give him permission to rise upon us. Because until now, we've been suppressing him, pushing him down. He may be in there, and and we may have everything that we need. Christ in us, the hope of glory. But when we yield to the flesh, when we entertain the flesh too much, when we're not yielded to when the Holy Spirit's telling us to do something or not do something, what we're doing is suppressing him and pushing him down. Remember, we have Christ in us. He is the hope that we would walk in the glory, the presence, and the power that Jesus walked in. We're the only things in the way. I dare you to get before the Lord and say, Lord, give me a checklist. Show me, Lord, what's in the way so that I, too, can walk in what you put on the inside of me when you put Jesus in there, when he made my heart his habitation. In Romans 8, 29, it says, For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Remember, we're co-heirs, and we're uh, co-inhabitants in the heavens. We carry the same glory that Jesus carried because he lives in us now. Christ in us is the hope of glory for this world to see and know that he is God. We can so yield to the spirit and put away the deeds of the flesh so that this glory of God will rise upon us and shine brightly for this world to see that our God is God. It just puts a whole new light on Matthew 5:16. Let your light shine before men so that they may know our Father in heaven. See, everything is a permissive thing. To let means that you have to allow it to happen. The minute Jesus comes into your heart and life, you are not automatically a light. You have the ability. The hope of glory is in there. The power, the presence, the anointing is in there. But you have to let it rule and reign life get out of the way what are we doing what are we thinking on what are we saying what has the holy spirit been dealing with you and showing you throughout this prayer and fasting season he's shown me some things i'm not perfect and it's a fight actually uh the book i'm reading of aa allen he said yes the lord gave him a list and he said I'll be honest, he said, a number of pages of the calendar were ripped off. He said, actually, I'll be really honest, a number of calendars were replaced before I fully walked in it. It doesn't have to be that hard. But you have to get out of the way. You have to be willing to let the glory of the Lord rise upon you. To let your light shine before men so they may know your Father in heaven. When you're changed into his glorious image, people are going to see. People are going to come and see the changed Clayton. People are going to come to see 
to change Peggy. People are going to come to see there's something different about you. They're going to come running to your house because they want to talk to you. They want to hear what you have to say because you're letting the glory of the Lord rise upon you. You're letting your light, the presence and power of God wants to emanate through you to change their lives. Just like that power was manifesting to heal that man's eyes just as my dad shared the gospel, that same power is at work within you. It's the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead and he wants to be made manifest through you to touch the lives of this city and of this world. It seems so big. Well, his ways are bigger and higher than our ways. His thoughts are way bigger. I don't know if he let the disciples know that they would turn the world upside down because they would have been like, whoa. But he has told us what's going to happen in this place. We need to believe his word over any other thing. I like one of the songs that says, whether we see it, whether we feel it, I know you're working. Doesn't matter what we see or feel. You might not see or feel the fact that Christ Jesus is living on the inside of you. But if you'll get out of the way, you will see and you will feel and you you allow others to see the glory of God. When you're praying and fasting and you're getting out of the way, you begin to hear more clearly, see more clearly what the Spirit of God is saying. Amen. It's a hard saying. Romans 12, 1. Paul again urges us. I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, like in other words, there is mercy for your failures. In view of God's mercy, make a decision of your heart. Offer your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice that's pleasing to God. Be not conformed any longer to the patterns of this world but be transformed. Remember the Mount of Transfiguration? Be transformed. How does that happen? By offering your bodies as a living sacrifice, offering your flesh, your life, your marriage, your family, your job. Offer it all on the altar before the Lord as a living, holy sacrifice, pleasing to God. Be not conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It says, then you will be able to test and approve what God's good will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You'll be stepping over into that, letting the glory of the Lord rise upon you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. You'll be manifest children of God, walking this earth like Jesus walked. It is possible. He said we were, he was the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. He said we're joint heirs of the Father's glory. It's not talking about heaven. We have our ticket. It's talking about manifesting God's presence in the here and now. Jesus went away so that there would be many of us walking this earth with that same anointing and power to change lives it was going to be a better plan for the Holy Spirit and his power, his glory and everything that we need to be working with us the problem is, is Christianity got away from yielding the way they needed to yield to God, it started focusing on entertaining the flesh I had a a vision, no, is it Clayton's vision? his dream I had a vision too Um, a dream first dream was with Clayton he had a dream of a move of his spirit it was like a mosh pit God speaks to you in your own language so for him it was a mosh pit and it was a mosh pit among young people and they were moshing and they were in this circle pit and uh, he kept on he was in the church and his job you know he's like Mr. Security Man always guarding always protecting and uh, watching out for everybody but in this dream he was pushing away two cows one was a big cow one was a little cow these cows represent religion the Lord began to reveal to me I asked the Lord interpretation and one cow was old religion just habitual prayers having a set standard of how service should be you know whatever old religion religious habits 
then the other one was new religion. And the Lord revealed to me new religion is putting him on a clock. Having a cookie cutter church not where he, you will, you're allowing him. They might be even a full gospel church, but not allowing the spirit of God to do what he wants to do. This is the reason we're here. And it's a form. The Lord looks at it as a form of religion to not allow his spirit to move. And I'm not condemning any other church. I haven't been in every other church. But he doesn't want religion. He said religion in the spirit. He told me religion chokes my spirit out. It makes no room for his spirit to move. And if people, the Holy Spirit is manifesting like crazy on top of me right now. If he is like on this dream, he wants to move in order to change lives. If he's not allowed to move, lives aren't changed into his glorious image. They might hear a good message, but they're going to go out there and do the same thing that they did before. It's not about a good message. And it's not about a good song. It's about allowing the Holy Spirit to do his work. And then the other dream I had was I walked into a church facility or it was supposed to be, I was invited to do, to come to a church um, a ministry event I'll say. And I walked in I was welcomed by somebody I was familiar with and man while I was walking in I noticed there's a lot of people, a whole lot of people and a lot of commotion. I mean there's people talking and laughing over here playing games over here like wrestling and talking and laughing over there and I was seated in the front row and I remember thinking I was sitting there for quite a while like a long while looking around and nothing was happening like no uh, worship was coming forth no um, service was starting I mean it, it was time it was like 20 minutes past the time and I was like what is going on when is this starting what did I come for so I made a decision in my dream in my heart to start worshiping the Lord I just quietly started worshiping God and I actually got a spiritual song out of it wrote it in my journal but just started worshiping the Lord from my heart and all of a sudden the presence of God filled the room I mean you could hear a pin drop I opened my eyes to see what's going on the people became silent and still and people began sobbing all over the room I woke up and the spirit of God says the Father seeks those to worship Him in spirit and in truth. He said, <laughs> I, I don't know verbatim what He said, but it, it was something along the lines of, where entertainment is the focus, my spirit cannot move. Where worship is my focus, is your focus coming to worship him and get into his presence is the focus my spirit can move and so just from one heart from my heart I began to worship God even though their, their plan was entertainment clearly in this random place that I went the presence of God fell because I was worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth God wants to do in this last day. And I desire to carry the glory of God. And even to go into places that are not spirit-filled to release that glory. Where even their focus is entertainment. But when they get to taste and see of God, they will hunger and thirst for God's glory. Now you know my heart. <laughs> Can I see my scriptures? No. So I just want to encourage you. Continue yielding to God. Continue letting your lives be a holy sacrifice. Sacrifice means sometimes it's hard to give up. God asked Abraham to give up his son Isaac on the altar what he was doing was seeing where his heart was at
was he willing to give it up? Are you willing to get out of the way and give up what he's asking of you so that the glory of the Lord can rise upon you? So that he can fulfill every word that he spoke over you, over this church, over this family, over your family. What if you're the one standing in the way of the breakthrough in your family? Are you willing to get out of the way? To allow the glory of God manifest in that place, in that home? What if God assigned you to your job so that you would release the glory of God? But you're allowing your flesh to rule, therefore suppressing the Holy Spirit, and there's such a minimal effect. When if you would just allow the Holy Spirit to reign in your life, get rid of yourself, get rid of the deeds of the flesh, allow him to rise upon you. Imagine the effects we don't even know we don't even know but we can know Christ in you the hope of glory who has Christ in them you've got the hope of glory you've got the power you've got the anointing you've got the presence you've got every single thing you will ever need to walk this earth with the manifest presence and power of God the way we admire the ones who walk in it you've got that same anointing crazy you've got it the only thing that's standing in the way is you not me (laughs) you i'm standing in my own way and i'm getting out of the way i want the glory of the lord to rise upon me i want the power of god to overshadow me i want to be on that mount of transfiguration and be changed into his glorious image and what i read And I know because of the the word of God and the amount of transfiguration is that people are going to see and they're going to know. They're going to know there was a change. I'm not just talking about when you got saved. People might have known then, but they're going to even know that there's something different about you. Even if they don't know you, they're going to know. They're going to flock to you like flies to a flame. Allow that light to shine. Allow the glory of the Lord to rise upon you. Give it permission. Let's stand to our feet. The worship team can join us.